The time has come. It's here. We got puppies. We got mania. The best ball world championship. And what a Christmas morning it was to to wake up to see that the advance rates had dropped on the underblog. I had just been feverishly checking. Yes. Ever ever since they advanced all the qualifying teams into the finals. Yeah. Whew, and it was man. it was more even more fun because you know that you know there's you just want to see it. There's nothing you can really do at this point. You just want to see it. And that's just it's just a childish excitement to just see what everyone else is what everyone else is holding in their hands, what cards they're holding. And now we see it. We got the full breakdown here. We're going to go through looking at mainly the mania exposure on underdog and some, you know, some of the highest owned guys, some key points of leverage. And then of course, we're going to be looking through some of that through our lens here. Rob is in the mania finals, hundred and sixty people for a chance to win a million dollars. I'm in the puppy three finals, two hundred and thirty people, chance to win two hundred k, and then there's other prizes below that. So let's go through some uh, exposure here. What do we got? Some of the chalkiest situations. That's what we're going to start with. We're going to start with some of the chalkiest situations, and that coupled with what is the second highest game total of the week, Kansas City, Cincinnati. So. A, we have Patrick Mahomes, who had the highest advance rate for quarterback at 20%, and then dragging along wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, 18%, tied for six highs for wide receivers with Byron Pringle. They made it. The Tingler, the Tingler drug teams into the finals. And then also you have Travis Kelsey, who's the sec, had the second highest advance rate for tight ends at 13%. Well, I mean, that's obviously dangerous if you don't have exposure just because we know what the ceiling is overall for Kansas City. But then you couple that with the game and the fact that last week, Stinky Joe, Joe Burrow, fucking hit in a dramatic fashion. He is the fifth highest advance rate for a quarterback at 16%. And wide receivers, T. Higgins coming in at 24% tied for 4th. Tyler Boyd tied for 13th at 14%. But the leverage, if you have that Cincy stack, is surprisingly... Well, I mean, not so, so much surprisingly because he had a, a Amaso Manos, come see, come saw, so-so game. Jamar Chase, 6%, man. But that game, oh, golly. I mean, if you don't have exposure to it, because it is uh, ac- across the board on both sides, probably the chalkiest game for the for the finalists. Man, it could be dangerous. Yeah, and that is a game that could shoot far, far, you know, over that total. Just because, uh, as we talked about in the DFS pod, the uh, Bengals' pass defense—that's what teams have been doing. They've been throwing against them quite a bit, so we could see Kansas City try to air it out. Maybe Cincinnati. You know, they could take the approach of let's ride Joe Mixon here, try to keep Kansas City off the field. Joe Mixon in the Mania Finals here, 22%. So he's up there as well. So there's just bangles across the board. And it could be a Joe Mixon game if they try to, you know, play keep away from Pat Mahomes. So a lot to be wary of there. Then, of course, do we want to mention the main piece of leverage from that game as well, or do we want to save that? Uh, no, we're going to mention Daryl Williams uh, com- coming in at 5%. Yeah. Now he's, he's who scares out. me. Daryl Williams here, because if you got him, he was, you know, that's a 16th, 17th rounder. And if you have a good team around that, you're talking about the Chiefs 
main running back now. And as a lot of the fantasy community has pointed out this year, you know, when the, when it's the backup without the regular backup, they tend to get more work. And in this game, you know, this could be a two touchdown game for Darrell Williams in certain scenarios. So he is a scary piece of leverage. What would you say? 5% in the mania, 5% in the mania. Yeah. That's, that's one of those guys, you know, if you have him, you're, you're twiddling your thumbs and you're, you're Mr. Burns right now. I don't have exposure to that game, Bun, and I think that I'm going to be uh, saying a prayer of the Kansas City defense getting pressure on Joe Burrow, in which we start to see a little uh, stink rise out of the, the stadium. The stink could come back. That's going to be uh, just a very fun game to watch. Real life for fantasy, everything riding on that. So many different ways that game can go in Cincinnati. We'll see what happens. Now let's talk about Josh Allen. We know that Josh Allen, he dropped dropped a 30-berg last week. Kind of quietly, too. Very, yeah, v- v- uh, very quietly. And I think a part of that being quiet is, uh, you know, Isaiah McKenzie had, had his uh, coming out party. But now you have Gabe Davis, who's going to be back. He's off COVID. Same thing with Cole Beasley, off COVID. And what's really surprising of the wide receivers is that Gabe Davis, even though he didn't play last week, he is the highest. He had the highest advance rate for all Buffalo wide receivers at eighteen percent. Yeah, whereas eighth highest overall. Yep. Eight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty crazy. And um, but then Stephon Diggs, the fact that he's coming in lower at fourteen percent. Stephon Diggs is a guy that I have. So when you look at Stephon Diggs at 14% and then Josh Allen at like 19%, you probably have to assume that, I don't know, there's probably going to be about half the teams uh, with Josh Allen that do have Stephon Diggs. So maybe there's only 10 within the mania uh, Josh Allen to Diggs stacks. Yep, and that's uh, another one. I'm kind of surprised to see Josh Allen, you know, so high up there at 19%, but Again, you know, these guys that had the big games last week that catapulted a lot of these teams in there, that's, you know, it makes sense to see their ownership up there. And that's, that's a, not a bad stack to uh, be going in there with cash. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take that one. And I'll take this, this next one too. Cooper Cup, I mean, it, it's no surprise here, Bun, that yep. he's, he's the number one wide receiver. He, he's 46% of all teams. And uh, I know you, I'm going to save the exciting point of leverage for you to be able to hit on, but Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, 46 percent, and Matthew Stafford though, that stack. Matthew Stafford's only on. I mean, I say only, but he's the the fourth highest. He had the fourth highest advance rate for quarterbacks. He's coming in at 17 percent. So at the very max, you you could assume, which obviously it wouldn't be the case that. Um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a third of the, uh, Cooper cup teams actually have Matthew Stafford and that's, um, just absolutely, uh, you know, yeah. If you have cup without Stafford, it's like, you know, it's just so hard to run pure that way. Cause if cup goes off it, you're probably just going to be getting edged out by the, the Stafford teams, unless you have obviously, uh, you know, much better play at quarterback there, but yeah, Stafford Cup stacks. Cup is even 67% advance rate in the big dog. Just throwing that out there. So just an amazing, um, amazing performance by Cooper Cup. Good golly. Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor, Mark Andrews. Those were the three. That was the holy trinity this year for uh, advance rates and best ball. And now 
you know, you need that Stafford stack on the final weekend. That's what I'm hoping for. And real, re, yeah, th- that is what you should be rooting for, Bun. And really, where you're going to see the separation for Matthew Stafford this week in his best matchup of the year, going against the depleted secondary of the Baltimore Raven, the Baltimore Ravens, is if he gets off to his other wide receivers and the other wide receivers. I mean, probably safe to assume that there's very, very few teams that have Matthew Stafford with Odell, but you have to assume probably that the good majority of the very, very limited Van Jefferson uh, advance rate teams have Matthew Stafford too. So if that double ends up hitting, which you have, that's probably where you end up getting the, the leverage over the other quarterbacks from a ceiling perspective. Just assuming that you know Matthew Stafford goes completely ballistic, and he does so not just through Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup obviously gets there, but with uh, you know the likes of Odell or uh, and or Van Jefferson. Oh yeah, Van Jefferson's my personal ticket. You know, I'm going through this team looking at who I need, and it's Van Jefferson because he's what five five percent is that is that what it was here five percent in the puppy three at least where I'm at. Yeah, five percent and three percent and three three percent in the mania. That's a beautiful thing. Perfect matchup. And we got a little bit, maybe uh, Sean McVay, the NFL flexed, uh, you know, flexed Arizona and Dallas to the afternoon, moved LA, Baltimore to one o'clock, making the Rams come across the country earlier for a one o'clock game, uh, you know, at short notice there. So maybe Sean McVay is going to be a little pissed and run, you know, run, run it up a little bit. You just we're looking for narratives. I'm looking for narratives here, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can ride with that narrative. It's it's also bounce back, uh, Matthew Stafford yeah. spot, yeah. and again, I mean, the Ravens are just completely depleted in the secondary. They're allowing the most twenty yard uh, plus receptions to opposing wide receivers. I mean, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham. That's it, that's yeah. what they do. And just one final note there. It's kind of could set up perfectly with Stafford at, coming off the. Uh, you know, shitty performance last week, and now they lose Daryl Henderson. Still not going to have Cam Akers back, so a depleted backfield. Very easy to see Sean McVay thinking we can't. You know, Sony Michelle probably an easy candidate for twenty touches, but still could influence them to throw the ball a little bit more because Baltimore's still been okay against the run. So, Absolutely, just so many reasons for them to air it out in this game. Let's go. And worth worth mentioning too that I mean Sony Michelle is on a long list which we'll get to the the, the longer list of running backs coming in uh, that could have significant volume less than five percent Sony Michelle he's going to be on seven seven teams four percent with in the within the mania and instead of uh, hitting on some of the situations that could be leveraged on the field but let's make an easy transition and let's talk about the the run back for that particular. Rams game in Mandrews, Mark Andrews, and just how significant he is going to be overall for, I mean, this this particular championship week. He's coming in at 66%. Yep, and same in the Puppy 3. Yep, same exact in the Puppy 3 as well. That is going to be just so incredibly important because at tight end, I mean, if, if he continues his rampage, and he's able to separate from the, the the field of other tight ends, which the second highest advance rate was Travis Kelsey at 13%. Yeah, that's the gap. 66% Andrews, next closest, Kelsey and Hunter Henry at 13 But if Mark Andrews hits hard, Mark Andrews 
the 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 chalk at sixty six percent could eliminate a third of the field right there. Yes, could 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 separate from the field because there is going to be quite a bit, obviously, of overlap with similar players uh, from roster to roster. So Mark Andrews probably the 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 number one key of focus for this particular championship round, but. For for us, Bun, just being able to have the the Stafford Cup stack, and for you to be able to have the Stafford Cup uh, added juice of Van Jefferson with the Mandrews, we're really playing into that game script. That was a point that we had hit on. Um, oh, and I got uh, Hollywood as well. Draft if could, season, if he could come back to life, so that uh, you know, I have a couple ways out there. Marquise Brown could catch a long one. More, yeah, and Marquise Marquise Andrews, I do believe, is like eight percent. Which you, which you, which you have to love. I think it is worth noting that uh, Lamar. I think that he had a step in the 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 wrong direction. Um, yeah, limping badly was the headline. Yeah, so. which yeah, which we. I mean, we hit on that in the DFS pod. Hit hit, hit up hit up the DFS yes, pod. Yes. Uh, and just looking at this, it's I noticed a lot of Marquise Brown last week when I was looking at the field, and he is thirteen percent in the puppy three, only eight percent in the mania final. So. Yeah, nice little uh, stack here in that in that game. If we get some juice out of Baltimore, and since we're hitting on tight end, just uh, another observation: George Kittle mania one percent. So one, one one or two teams have George Kittle. If Andrews doesn't hit the chalk, Travis Kelsey doesn't hit, and George Kittle has his one one of his ballistic weeks. You're talking about a couple teams that uh, yep. you two know teams. they really could gain separation. There. Two lucky bastards, George Kittle at one percent. Oh man, what a time! Now let's let's shift a little bit. Let's let, let's go back to situations that could be leverage over the field, and obviously, Bun the number one here is the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, uh, who had his best game of the year last last week, benched. Uh, didn't even see the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, what he threw for nearly four hundred yards. It was absolutely crazy, but. He is only coming in at 11, 11%. And then you couple that with Amari Cooper being the highest owned of, of the of the wide receivers, coming in at 17%. Michael, this is where it gets scary. The fact that you know that there are teams out there with Dak, 11%, that were able to get through, and they also have Michael Gallup at 6%. They have C.D. Lamb at 6%. And... Let's just also mention the the running backs. Both Zeke six percent, Tony Pollard six percent. I mean, this is what, yeah, it's 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 the highest game total of the entire week. And if you don't have exposure to that, and they hit like they did last week, oh, good grief! Yeah, there you're, goes there goes my chip. Yeah, you're hoping for, you know what, spread it out a little bit, maybe a little gallop. You don't want any of them to to go absolutely nuts, which obviously you don't really want. Uh, you know, any of those guys like that, like a CD Lamb, uh, especially Amari, would you say 17%? So I have Gallup on my puppy three, so I wouldn't mind if a lot of it just went to him. But I'm with yeah. that, Bun. I'm rooting for you. So uh, Gallup, but... Yeah, if it all goes to Gallup, it can, for, in my opinion, it can, it can all go to Gallup. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Gallup would be, that'd be great with me. But also um, the Dallas stuff, and then if they push Arizona, uh, James Conner's still not practicing and we have, uh, you know, the other side, Chase Edmonds could be another interesting piece. And luckily, luckily, I have him on the puppy three. So 
Um, going to be one of the single most injury situations to track. I think he might be out. I think because there was conflicting reports uh, on Thursday that on Wednesday he played limited. Then Thursday he he wasn't out there. They said he was going to be. They said he was practicing, and then it came out that he didn't practice. And then, I mean, just like I said from last week, it didn't feel like it doesn't feel like he's he's going to be back. So. It may be the Chase Edmonds show. I'm not very bullish on Arizona overall this week, uh, that offense. But, you know, if he's going to be out, he could easily get 20 touches. So could be a key piece to have. James Conner, 15% in the mania. Edmonds, 13% in the mania. Could be very, very, very important runbacks for that particular stack if uh, people do have exposure to that. Last, let's just mention, even though it's a bad matchup, um, going against the Broncos, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, and all of the skill players on the Chargers. Justin Herbert coming in eight percent, but all the other skill players coming in at also less than ten percent. Eckler had COVID last week, so he didn't drag a lot of teams through. He's nine percent. Justin Jackson did drag a lot of teams through with eight percent. So you got to imagine that those teams take a step back, and then the pass catchers. Both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, less than 7%. Keenan Allen, 6% in the mania, and Mike Williams, 5% in the mania. It's just worth mentioning because uh, Justin Justin Herbert tends to be so volatile, and he can have those ceiling weeks, but he can also have those floor weeks. And if it ends up being a ceiling week at uh, overall, individually less than 10%, yeah, I mean, scary. Yep, another uh, another guy that... Another guy in point of leverage. Yes. Situation. Yeah. Yep. And just going through a list here, some other guys that stick out. Um, 14% advance rate for Jalen Hurts. So a lot of Hurts teams get through here. You know, F- Philly's on the rise. I could see them having another good week. Uh, but pretty decent advance rate there for Jalen Hurts. But moving further down the list, uh, Tua, 3% in the mania. Can we finally get like three touchdowns out of Tua? He just has no upside. As long as they go to Devontae Parker, I'm cool with that. Devontae Parker at 9%. Tom Brady, 4% in the mania. Seven teams with Tom Brady. Hello. There could be something there. Kyler Murray, 3%. Going, yeah, yeah going, against, going the, against Dallas too. Those are the ones that really stand out to me is Tom Brady... Tua, just because I have two on my puppy three, which is the same in the puppy three, and Kyler Murray, 3%. So definitely three quarterbacks there to keep an eye on. Otherwise, it's just those top chalk guys, I think, at quarterback. Let's head over to running back, see if anyone sticks out real quick in the 1% owned. Oh, yeah. Can I can I just can I rattle my list? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. We already had so, so, Sony at 4%. Then we have, I mean, freaking, we hit, we, hit, we hit Dalvin. Dalvin, 4%. DeAndre Swift, 3%. Alvin Kamara, Eli Mitchell, CPAT, Najee, all 1%. Wow. Kareem Hunt, 3%. And then I would I would mention just uh, for my individual... Uh, Boston Scott, 1%. Yep, Boston Scott, 1%. For my individual team, Rashad Penny, 13, 13%. And then just uh, 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 switch over to the chalk... Damian Harris, yep, I was uh, I was one of the people that he helped drag drag into the finals. He's coming in at twenty eight percent. Devin Singletary, second highest, twenty six percent, tied with uh, Nick Chubb. Who, man, am I scared about that going against the Pittsburgh uh, Runnel? Mm-hmm. Worst, uh, or I would say number two Runnel next to the 
renowned Chargers, and then uh, Jonathan Taylor, man. Jonathan Taylor, 20%. Yeah. Already hit on Joe Mixon. Fascinating that Damian Harris, top advance rate at running back. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy just from the three-touchdown game. And uh, I that makes sense, though, because you were getting him in the eighth round. So to get that, you know, he was just a great value all year, a great touchdown score, and then kicks, uh, you know, kicks ass right when you need him to. And... Yeah, that, those are the chalkiest guys. Anyone else jumping out? Ronald Jones, 10%. It's worth calling him out. This could be a huge week for him uh, against the Jets. David, Mon- David Montgomery is, the, yeah. David Montgomery is the, the other one that I had written down. I mean, the fact that he's 11% and, I mean, the volume that he's been receiving and just in a smash matchup. And mm-hmm. um, then you just got... Then you just got the, the the Denver duo, man. Melvin Gordon at seven percent, Javante at four percent. They are going against the the Charger runnel. Yep. And final note here, a running back. Just wanted to point out the difference in the Mania Puppy Three. Sony Michelle four percent in the Mania, seventeen percent in the Puppy Three, which makes sense because as we said before the show, the Mania went on for what four months or whatever, so no one was on Sony Michelle back then. But closer to the season, more people probably started picking up uh sony shares and seven he's the fifth highest owned running back in the puppy three <laughs> so, sony yeah which would, which would make sense just because when the 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 puppy three started that was like right when the yep. the rams had signed yeah sony yep all right final look here at wide receiver then um any leverage or final notes at all here absolutely absolutely so antonio antonio brown Seven seven percent. Justin Je- Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and Tyler Lockett five percent. Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman four percent. Metcalf, even though uh, he has been very much hurt by the uh, uh, or- orgy narrative, coming in at three percent. And those are really the big ones that that I'm seeing that are that are low owned. That you know we we know what the ceilings could be. All right, list them off one more time real quick with the percentages. Yep. I want to wrap my brain around this. Antonio Brown, 7%. Okay. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett, 5%. Boy, lots of juice there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the the core of the juice. And then, obviously, Antonio Brown with the volume now that you have Godwin uh, gone and Mike Evans banged up. Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, 4%. D.K. Metcalf, 3%. Pretty surprised Pittman's only pretty that low considering the value he was and the type of weeks he put up. I thought there'd be more Pittman, uh, Pittman week, uh, teams in the finals here, but interesting. Yeah. And, the just to fill out the top of the list, then the second highest owned wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown Debo was number, uh, f- what four here, 24% tied at four with T Higgins and anyone else jump out of the top of the list. Not really. Then it kind of falls off into the teens. You got Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks in there. A couple other uh, cookies. Eight, nine, tenth Mac- round. Macadamia nut chocolate chip. Can Brandon Cooks versus 49ers, who is on my team, have a ceiling week? Oh, boy, do I sure hope so, because I'm going to be do- dunking those cookies and milk. I'm bringing the milk with the cookies. Oh, right in, right in Beaver's face. He won't be able to stand that Brandon Cooks. Uh, I don't right. even know if he'd be happy for you if you won with Brandon Cooks. Be- Beaver better bring the bib because I I will dunk dunk those cookies so hard in the milk that it'll be splashing all over him. Brandon Cooks time. All right, any final notes on tight end or basically? Nope, I think that I think that we've, that we've covered it all. We co- co- covered it all in 23 minutes and... 
at this point, everyone everyone say their prayers that you don't have any players that uh, surprisingly get added to the COVID list. I know that because I am fragile at running back, I am saying those prayers for Damian Harris going against the Jags in what could be a rainy situation. I am saying those prayers for Rashad Penny, my only other healthy running back who is going against Detroit, which there's expected to be rain there. Gods, please, fantasy gods, hear that prayer. Yep. Let's get the excitement going. Good luck to everyone. We're going to carry over this momentum into the offseason for best ball. I hope someone out there, one of our close, close best ball degenerates, hopefully one of you guys, if it's not us, it's you. Bring home the W. Spend the cash wisely. Fuck yeah. Let's do it.